successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. I also appreciate the people that are joining us today listening on grillnationshow.com as well as on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Before we get started on today's show, I want to thank our partners and supporters of Grill Nation with Jason Grill, great group of people that do great work here in Kansas City and throughout the country who, uh, without them, this show wouldn't be possible. They are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, guest host and contributor, Ken Ertz Perry, attorneys at law, John Ken Ertz, guest host and contributor, Catalyst, Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, the Rieger KC and Jay Rieger and Co., Ryan Maybe, guest co-host, Kansas City Power and Light District, and two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thanks for your support of Grill Nation Show, and uh, very excited about our show today. We're going to do an entire show today about Westport. The Westport area in Kansas City uh, is very, has, has a lot of history behind it. Um, actually, was founded, I believe, before the actual city of Kansas City, the city of Westport. Um, and so this show is going to be really cool, and, and one of the reasons why we decided to do this show was because of our guest coasting contributor today, Connor Kelly, who's the principal at the ETF store, uh, his family has um, pretty much owned and run Kelly's forever, right? Long time. Long time. Yeah, um, 1947. 1947. And uh, the old, it's the oldest building in Kansas City that was uh, founded in 1850, right? That's right. Around then. Um, so I wanted to have you on the show. And, and in addition to you... Uh, for this for this Westport based show, we're also going to have on your sister Colleen Kelly, who's a co-owner of Kelly's in our next segment, and then following her, we will have on James Westfall, who is the owner of Charbar Beer Kitchen, the Foundry, and McCoy's. Very interesting guy, a lot of history in the Westport area since the uh, mid '90s when he opened McCoy's. Uh, also done some work in consulting, and uh, this is a really interesting take on the changes in the community and in the district, as well as the restaurant business. And he'll be joined in the third and fourth segments today with by Kim Kimbrough, who's the executive director at the Westport Regional Business League. Uh, Kim has been uh, involved with cities and uh, CIDs and chambers of commerces and downtown development districts all throughout the country. I think Florida, Portland, uh, St. Louis. And so it's going to be interesting to get his take on um, you know, just kind of what he thinks of Westport compared to where else he's been. Yeah, yeah. Kim's got a neat background. Um, he's been doing this type of work for his entire career, but all over the country. And it's going to be fun to get his take on, you know, what makes Kansas City and in particular Westport uh, a little bit different than some of the other parts of this country that he's worked in. So, Connor, um, what do you do for a living? We went, we went to SLU together uh, in the late 90s. I think I'm a year older than you. Yeah. Okay, so I graduated in 2001. You're 2002. We went to Rockhurst High School. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm two years younger than you. Oh, you're two. <laughs> I am 03. Oh, you're 03. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I did, sorry I, to put you on the spot like that. <laughs> you're so much more mature, though, with four kids. <laughs> um, so you uh, you went to school. You got a finance degree. You decided against working in the the 
bar industry, the the family business, yes. Kelly's. Yeah. Um, you we'll know, get into that in our second segment, but yeah, that that'll be fun conversation to have with my sister here. But my my family's been involved um, with Kelly's uh, my entire life. My mm-hmm. my dad and uncle uh, took over uh, literally out of college. My grandfather founded the bar in 1947, mm-hmm. uh, so it's been part of my family my entire life. And and now with my brother and sister there, um, it's you know getting into the third generation of ownership, which is neat. But all that being said. Um, I'm the, uh, you know, family member not in the business, but I, I went to SLU to study finance. Um, I did it all four years there and really enjoyed it and wanted to do something in that field um, as opposed to trying my hand in, in the, you know, bar, restaurant, entertainment business. So I've been a financial advisor my entire career. Um, the ETF store is uh, is my firm. Obviously, we're a locally owned Registered investment advisor. That means we're a fee-only fiduciary mm-hmm. uh, to our clients, which um, is something that's getting a ton of play in the news right now because the Department of Labor is trying to push this fiduciary standard across uh, the entire nation uh, because there are a lot of um, brokers and advisors out there that don't have that fiduciary responsibility to their clients. So um, we're obviously not going to dig into that. That can get pretty boring pretty quickly. <laughs> um, and, and the rest of the show is going to be much more entertaining than, than this, I promise. But, uh, yeah, I've been I've been a financial advisor uh, for 14 years now since graduating from SLU. So you're a Kansas City guy through and through, though. Yes, yes, minus seven years in St. Louis um, and a semester at SLU being abroad in Madrid, I've been in Kansas City my entire life. That is why we love you, Connor, because you are loyal to Kansas City, but also understand St. Louis and are supportive of St. Louis University. I, I went to a hockey game recently, and I thought to myself, I've always kind of liked the Blackhawks, but I was like, I really enjoyed the Blues game. I'm thinking to myself, can I be a Blues fan and still be a loyal Kansas Cityan since we don't have a professional hockey team here? You know, root for the Mavericks, but I mean, I think that's I, I, think, I think that's okay because okay. that's the question now that a lot of our you know our slew buddies that are St. Louis natives yeah. have to ask themselves now that the Rams you know ditch them in the middle of the night or in L.A. <laughs> can they be Cardinals and Blues fans and can start they, supporting Chiefs the Chiefs? Fans? Right, right. <laughs> and true. I know a lot of St. Louisans that are you know in their forties and fifties you know grew up with the Chiefs because the Rams weren't there mm-hmm. um in between the the two stints that the Rams have been in LA and the Cardinals you know the Chiefs was the game in town so i i think that's okay the blues are a fun team to watch hockey's a sport that does not translate well to tv but man live hockey there nothing beats it it's fun man we're talking to Connor Kelly principal at the ETF store uh put together the show about Westport Connor i mean what are your thoughts about um kind of what's going on here in Kansas City but more importantly in Westport right now you know, it's it's really neat to see everything that has happened since the recession in Kansas City. Um, in particular, I know obviously more about Westport than than other parts of town. But you're talking about the crossroads, or you know, just just the heart of downtown. Mm-hmm. All I was, I was driving around last night on a Monday night, and it was the lighting and all the different buildings, all the different construction work. Um, it's pretty cool. It is. And, you know, I think Westport's a microcosm of that. Um, it's a lot of locally owned businesses. There's very few chains or outside companies that are in Westport. And the transition that Westport's had over the past 10 to 20 years, going from light the nightlife destination to all day, you know, there's great shopping, right? Everybody in town owns a T-shirt from the bunker 
you know, with the Royals, right, over the past couple of years. I mean, people go down there to shop, they go down there to eat, and still, you know, have drinks, and the nightlife is still thriving. But it's a really neat spot where um, there's people down there all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And that was not the case 15 years ago. And we'll get into this in our final segments today, but I think there's going to be some development, too, with uh, multifamily market rate, uh, nice Nice places for people to live around. There yeah, you know, the you, you, you hear you have your ear to the ground, and you hear whispers. Kansas City's not a big town, and you and I have both heard you know stuff that's that's being talked about that isn't quite public. But I think in the next uh, few months that there could be some you know neat news of developing uh, new housing down there, which is one thing that they certainly need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that's the truth. Connor Kelly with me today on the Grill Nation show. We're going to have uh, Colleen Kelly and co-owner of Kelly's Westbourne Inn on our next segment, followed up by James Westfall, owner of Charbar Beer Kitchen, Foundry, and McCoy's, and Kim Kimbrough, who's the executive director of Westport Regional Business League, on the show today. You can follow us on grillnationshow.com. Check us out for all of our shows, podcasts, and photos. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. we we'll right back after the break with a great show. Thanks for listening. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on the wire. Can't stop laughing. Keep them going crazy though. TV and the radio been watching since a baby, so I'm representing Casey Mo. Casey Mo. Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation Show on 980 AM and talk980am.com. You can also listen to us on grillnationshow.com and you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Also, um, we are on iTunes and TuneIn Radio with all of our shows. Appreciate all of our partners and supporters. I appreciate you joining us again after the break. Uh, guest co-host uh, and contributor today is Connor Kelly. He's a principal at the ETF store. Um, we just had a great conversation with Connor about what he does and uh, previewed the show in our last segment. Connor, um, what do you think so far? Well, this is the Westport <laughs> show. It's kind of self-serving, uh, this segment. Jason, which I appreciate, we're going to talk about Kelly's, Kelly's Westport Inn. I'm ready to learn because I've only thing I've learned there is in my 20s, early 20s, with too many tequila shots. <laughs> um, and but no, but it's always been a it's been a historic bar in Kansas City. And to that effect, we have Colleen Kelly, who's the co-owner of uh, Kelly's Westport Inn in Westport. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, so tell me about what this is like. You know, you guys grew up in this this world. What what is that like? What is it like being in the bar industry as a child and growing up like that? You know. You don't really appreciate the hours when you're young. Mm-hmm. And then what you start to realize as you maybe start, you know, growing up a little bit is our dad coached all of us in sports throughout grade school. Right. And, you know, we'd have a basketball game in sixth grade out in Blue Springs at eight in the morning and he would be coaching us. And you didn't realize when you were 10 that he went to bed at 4 in the morning after closing the <laughs> night before. And you realize as you grow up how, you know, many sacrifices were made because of the hours that it's required to run a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was always home for dinner, but what we didn't realize is that when we went to bed, he went to work. That's right. After we went to bed. So he didn't miss a dinner, but... He went to, missed to a lot work. Of sleep. Yeah, he missed a lot of sleep. <laughs> so, right. talk, talk to me about the history of this place because um, if you go to your website, kellyswestportin.com, there's all kinds of information about that. But, I mean, 
for Kansas Cityans that have no idea, maybe just been to Kelly's a few times to watch a sporting event or to have a few beers. I mean, it's been around for a long time. Um, our grandfather started there in 1947, um, and there were actually three other other co-owners at that point. Um, and he was essentially there so often and had such a big personality that people just started calling the place Kelly's because mm-hmm. it was kind of his place. Um, and later that year, um, he became co-owner. And in 1977, um, his partner at the time died. And the name of what was previously the Westport Inn officially became Kelly's Westport Inn. So we are proud to say that um, Kelly's was established in 1947. Yeah. And it's, is it true that it's the oldest building in Kansas City? It is. Yeah. It's the oldest official building in Kansas City. Um, Daniel Boone's grandson at one point operated it as a trading post for people heading west. Uh, Westport actually predates Kansas City. Um, so it's a pretty neat building to uh, be able to say is part of your family for sure. Um, okay, so what? Tell me about what it is. What? Are, what? What happens at Kelly's? What's the, What's the look like? I mean, there are people that haven't been there before that are listening today. So, um, um, the the look is is old. Unchanged, yeah, it hasn't <laughs> we, changed. Uh, we yeah, we call the dust charm. Um, it's something you can't recreate. You know, but it's I a mean, big bar. Yeah, it's it is a big bar, and there's a rooftop deck that um, is new. That was added a few years ago. Yeah, right? yeah, it's we hit our five year anniversary for that. So, wow. um, that that's new. But, um, you know, the word dive can sound negative, uh, but it's it's historical and it feels historical. It really does. Yeah, and there's there's two or three bars in there. Um, in the front bar, I always seem to go to the back area. Different personalities go to different bars. Yeah, you're close to Joe's Pizza. <laughs> yeah. Jason, yeah, I've always, why. I feel yeah. like it's weird kind of when you're in the front, but for me, but sometimes I end up there, sometimes I end up in the back. It's interesting because as a bartender, sometimes I work different bars, and there are times that I'm at the back bar, I only see customers at the back bar, at the back bar, and only, it's the same way. People, certain people go to the front, certain people go to the back. Mm-hmm. Well, in your point, just, Jason, I mean, it's it's so large, there's, there's different crowds. You know, there's the business happy hour, early afternoon into early evening. Uh, we'll talk later with, with Kim and James Westfall um, about so many of the restaurants in Kelly's, in Westport. So, you know, there are a lot of people in their, you know, 40s, 50s, and 60s having a drink before or after dinner down there. And then as it gets later, then there's live music in the, in the crowd. Obviously, there, shifts there, quite yeah, a bit there is younger. a lot of live music. I've yeah, seen a lot do. of dancing at Kelly's over the years. <laughs> With or without the live music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have live music on Friday and Saturday nights um, mm-hmm. from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So that's a lot of fun. We keep it upbeat and cover bands, and it's a good time. So we're going to get into this in our next two segments, but uh, we're, what's what's the change has been like? I mean, you guys kind of grew up grew up in this industry with your family. Um, what are your biggest changes you've seen since you've been involved in Westport area? Um the biggest, most recent change that I've seen, and we've heard and seen a lot of different changes throughout throughout our lives, but um, is just how much the neighborhood has turned into a foodie place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people used to think of Westport as strictly entertainment an, and bars, yeah, just bars, nightlife, that kind of thing. And there's just so much more to offer than that, which has been really cool for me to see because it wasn't like that um, when I started. It's hard to remember what it was like when we were in college, Connor. I mean, you probably can better than me because you were down there probably more. But yeah, it, look, it was an interesting. It was a different vibe. It was definitely more of an entertainment district. Um, less 
people that were maybe out of their 30s going down there. Mm-hmm. It was really more of a of a nightlife scene. And the change to to becoming, you know, calling well put a, a foodie mecca. I mean, there are phenomenal restaurants down mm-hmm. there. And and what does that uh, meant to Kelly's? I mean, from a business perspective, I mean, how is that? How has the changes impacted you guys from a revenue standpoint? You know, my dad has always said that fair competition is good for business. You know, we whenever somebody says something to me like, oh, there's that new place opening. What do you think about that? Is that going to be bad for business? Anything that's good for Westport is good for Kelly's. That's right. And we always we've always said that Mm -hmm. unless you have an unfair advantage, we're extremely happy for there to be a new successful business in the neighborhood because it means people grabbing a drink at Kelly's before or after dinner. Um, and it also just means word of mouth. You know, mm-hmm. we're so lucky that through the recession, Westport managed to stay really local and mm-hmm. it's super local and we all support each other. Mm-hmm. You know, when people ask me where to eat, I give you local recommend- place, I recommend them and they recommend us. And that happens constantly. So what's good for Westport is just really good for Kelly's. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty exciting what's going on down there, and you know, you guys always will have that great corner there, but it's expanding out to me. We'll, we'll get into that in the next segment. What are the geographical boundaries yeah. of the old city of Westport? But for me, it's getting more uh, bigger. There's more places that I want to go that aren't just in that one corner. corner. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, yeah. Blue Stem is one of the best restaurants in the city with some of the best chefs in the city. You had them on the show recently, mm-hmm. didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's on the western edge of Westport near the traffic way and then Pot Pies next to them. But, I mean, there's the flea market with some of the best burgers in town. I mean, Westport is more than just, you know, the intersection of, of Kelly's McCoy's and, and Harry's and the beer kitchen, which, you know, for a while that was kind of the main drag with it being nightlife only. But now it has just continued to grow and expand. It's pretty great. So what's your day look like as a co-owner of Kelly's? I mean, are you working those long hours like your uh, father was back in I'm the old a, days? Well, I'm actually really lucky because I... Because I always see him there. He's still working a lot. He, when I left, he was hanging an Irish flag with Mitch on the ceiling. <laughs> they were taking down the old NASCAR hoods <laughs> off, wow. off the ceiling and hanging a flag. Um, I'm really lucky because I actually started nine years ago as the daytime bartender. Mm-hmm. I, I took somebody else's place, and I've managed to maintain pretty normal hours. I... I work Friday nights. I work Friday nights. Mitch works Saturday nights. We've trying to, we're trying to kind of have some sort of normalcy with our weekends because we are obviously have significant others that work. So um, I work four days a week and one night a week. So I, I keep it pretty normal, which and is nice. Mitch is obviously our other sibling who's mm-hmm. oh right sorry in the bar <laughs> uh, business with Colleen. Yeah, Mitch is my. I'm we don't all know the the, the Kelly family. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I'm the black I'm the black sheep that is not in the family business. Yeah. So what what happened there, Connor? You just you you just a businessman at Slew with the yeah, why do you wear a tie every day. He likes ties. This I is like me. ties. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I studied finance at Slew and just enjoyed it. And, um, you know, but to be blunt, the the lifestyle, at least certainly the one that, you know, our our, our dad and uncle led mm-hmm. was hard. I mean, they were there four nights a week, usually closing. And um, it's obviously much more balanced for Colleen and Mitch. But the lifestyle is is a is a tough part of being in the bar and restaurant business, without a doubt, and especially when you're I feel like I feel like your dad was doing everything back in the day. When he I was, still is when I was when I was going there. <laughs> he really he really loves being there, and mm-hmm. and he'll and he's needed. You know, he's a necessity. And he's he, seen a lot of stuff over the years. He's so. seen a lot of stuff, and he is the most patient man in the city. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot to upset Kyle Kelly. I mean, he has seen and dealt with 
a lot of things. And is he and, is he excited about the future of Westport too? Yeah. Oh, he's so excited. He's so excited. Well, and we him just, and Pat both. Yeah. In March is you know a banner month for Kelly's right. We yeah. just got through with the Big Twelve tournament in town. The weather was phenomenal. Iowa State flan, fans flocked to Kelly's, and then obviously we just had uh, St. Patrick's Day mm-hmm. and the big parade, which is Kelly's biggest day of the year, and another. Great weather day before it got really cruddy the next day. So yeah, I'm sure you guys are still really, catching up on sleep. And that deck has helped you guys too. The deck, the deck was was an amazing addition. Yeah, literally and figuratively. Yeah, because you was, guys, you guys, people can go up there and get some fresh air. Yeah, which people want to do in in Kansas City, right? Yes, in the summertime. Yep, um, it's, it's a neat view too. Okay, Colleen Kelly, thanks for coming on Grill Nation. I'm, thanks for I feel like me. I had a good little history lesson there about your guys' upbringing and. Uh, <laughs> The oldest building in Kansas City, right? It's pretty cool. Kelly's Westportin.com. Um, no better place to go in Westport, in my opinion, for a beer. We appreciate it. <laughs> Connor, um, thanks for joining me again for the second segment of the show today. Uh, we'll be right back after the break with Kim Kimbrough, uh, who is the executive director at Westport Regional Business League, and James Westfall, who is a restaurateur and owner of four restaurants in Westport, including McCoy's, The Foundry, Beer Kitchen, and Char Bar. You're listening to Grill Nation on Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com and also on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for listening. First things first, I'm the realest. Realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. I just want to chill. Got a sack for us to roll. Married to the Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. Welcome back after the break. You're listening to Talk 980 AM and Talk980AM.com. I'm your host, Jason Grill. You connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I'm also, uh, you can connect with us on GrillNationShow.com. All of our podcasts and photos of our guests and lists of all of our shows, as well as our partners and supporters, are on that website. Uh, also, too, we're on iTunes and TuneIn Radio now. I've loaded up. Every week I load up the latest show uh, so you can listen to us on the go on iTunes and tune in. If you're listening there today, I appreciate it very much. Uh, we're back here with our guest co-host of the day, Connor Kelly. He's the principal at the ETF store. Uh, welcome back, Connor. It's good to be back, Jason. It's been a while since I've been on the show. It has. Um, let's uh, let's get going on to our next guest here. Uh, continue on with the show here. We have two uh, very special guests that uh, I'm very excited to talk to. We have... James Westfall, who is um, kind of a restaurant extraordinaire, we call you that, James. You, you've, you're the owner of pretty much every restaurant in Westport Restaurant, uh, Char Bar, Beer Kitchen, The Foundry, and McCoy's. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. Uh, we also have Kim, Kim Kimbrough, who is the executive director at the Westport Regional Business League. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you. It's good to see you. Um, first off, let's, let's start with Kim. We'll go, we'll go from the closest to me. Kim, tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, I know you've worked in um, this type of work your whole life across the United States, pretty which much. is pretty interesting. And you, you've seen a lot of different areas. Talk about kind of that that background and kind of some of the areas you worked in. I, I will. I actually, I, I didn't. I kind of fell into this. I originally uh, went to school to be a city manager. I have way too much education. Uh, never done that. Um, I've primarily worked in. Uh, larger cities uh, doing downtown and older commercial district revitalization and repositioning. Um, most recently, before coming back to the Midwest, um, I was in uh, Florida running a state redevelopment authority. Um, and prior to that, uh, I ran the, the uh, bid in downtown Portland and before that, the largest city in Missouri over in St. Louis. 
So you've been all over the United States. Pretty you've much. Touched, you've touched the South, the you know, Florida. Florida is a whole other world in itself, isn't it? It is. It's, <laughs> it could be two states in a country. <laughs> so, um, so now you've been in Kansas City in Westport for about a year. Is that right? That's right. What's what's that been like after you've been in all these other places? It, it's actually pretty exciting. Westport is uh, is probably the most genuine place I've ever been. Um, it's real. It's not contrived. Um, it is. Um, it's really quite a jewel for Kansas City, and uh, fortunately, we haven't lost it, and Urban Renewal never touched it back during the 70s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. James, what about you? Let's go over your background, because um, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people have, have been involved with you over the years with all your different uh, restaurants, but uh, it's pretty fascinating how you kind of built this and, and all the things you do in Westport. Well, the, the restaurant business is built on a lot of luck, so you know, the, <laughs> we were lucky enough to to um, open McCoy's in 1997, uh, many years ago. And what was like? What was Westport like back then in 1997? Um, you know, Westport was, at the time, a place where everyone went to spend their 21st birthday. Um, it was a place that had a history of, of being an entertainment district and a retail district and, um, and a historic district. And uh, we were excited because... The group of people I was working with knew that um, it was ready for a new phase of restaurants and Mm -hmm. places that were focused on food and not just uh, being a bar. And so we were excited to open McCoy's. um, And that was also at the time when brew pubs were really starting to sprout up around the country. And we were one one of the early ones um, west of the Mississippi and certainly I think we were the third brew pub in Kansas City. And that was that was in the late '90s. So laws obviously had an effect on that with with brew pubs in the state and whatnot. Right. Exactly. And you, that wasn't that didn't happen very often. When Connor and I were in, in college, I think that was maybe the start of that when brew pubs. Because in St. Louis, they had a brew pub go up. Um, we were there, not but, far from campus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but was yeah, it Schlafly? Yeah, Schlafly, the yeah, tap room. Right. And yeah. I thought it was great. It's a great place. Yeah, it's a great place. Um, but James, what were you doing before McCoy's? Restaurants. I've been in the restaurant business. Um, I fell in love with the business during college and uh, knew it's what I wanted to do, so I finished my degree and, and stuck with it. Went to Chicago, worked for a great company in Chicago, uh, Let Us Entertain You, and that was kind of like going to graduate school in the restaurant business. Really mm-hmm. learned um, how to run a business and also the philosophy behind uh, running a, a quality restaurant and uh, had an opportunity to come back to Kansas City and work with the Casey Hops guys, mm-hmm. and uh, and and that was kind of my bridge to to come back here, and from there, the rest is history. That's awesome. And and you took about let's, let's talk to um, James again. So founder, your next restaurant opened in '08. So you really had about ten or eleven years under your belt with McCoy's, right? So for the for that ten year period, we were establishing McCoy's, but also. Um, you know, growing our business as a consulting company. So my partner and I, we really spent a lot of time consulting on restaurants around the Midwest, um, small projects, turnkey projects. Again, just kind of helped us keep learning uh, how to be good restaurant operators. And um, and then finally the opportunity for Foundry opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, we sat and looked at an empty space for about two or three years, thinking what would we do with this, what could we do with this, hoping that it wouldn't go to someone else, but not really ready to take it ourselves. And uh, finally we had this idea, and, and the property owner was 
excited for us to expand our operation. You don't hear about that very often. Restaurant tours also being consultants. That's that's very entrepreneurial and, and a great way to make extra money. I would assume back then. Well, yeah, um, you know, McCoy's uh, at the time uh, it was uh, still trying to kind of find itself mm-hmm. and uh, certainly could provide us with a decent living, but it wasn't always easy. And so we knew that if we were going to be able to pay our people well, we needed to find another source of income for ourselves. And so it was a lot of it was out of necessity mm-hmm. um, that we needed to find another revenue stream, and it was a it was a way for us to to grow our network and um, and also survive. Are there some restaurants around town that you consulted with that people wouldn't know about? There are, yeah, absolutely, um, and um, some of them were. Just, They're all still in business, probably, and killing it right now. Of course they are. Actually. Uh, um, to that effect, uh, we rarely do any consulting anymore and, and really limited what we would do because we felt like um, it, would be, it would be wrong to consult or help someone open a restaurant when you knew they didn't know what they were doing mm-hmm. or they didn't have the skills to, to take and run that business after you walked away from it. So we really only dealt with experienced people or people that we felt had the skills to succeed. Um, we, we really didn't want to take someone's money, and then just watch them fail. So, Hey, Kim, um, talk to me about the Westport Regional Business League. What yeah. is that, and um, what, what, what does the Westport area kind of encompass? Let's, let's go through that, because it's not just McCoy's and Kelly's. It's, it's the whole area there. Well, Westport is a lot, means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, the definition is really kind of hard to pin down. Um, the Westport Regional Business League, we really kind of don't have a geographic boundary um, because the definition of Westport is kind of edgy in many places uh, Mm -hmm. if you try to draw boundaries. However, the old town of Westport, which predates Kansas City, is generally from where Baltimore Street is today on the east over to just the uh, east, the west side, excuse me, of the traffic way, uh, southwest traffic way. Mm -hmm. 39th Terrace pretty much, and then down to 43rd Street. That's generally the old town of Westport. Um, hmm. So we, we really try to kind of focus in that area. That's not to say we don't collaborate with others a little bit beyond that, but our primary function is really managing the two Westport community improvement districts, uh, which provide security enhancements, maintenance, marketing, streetscape improvements, uh, those kinds of things within the core of Westport. And obviously that does include the areas where James's restaurants are located. Mm-hmm. Um, James, let's quickly get to two of your other restaurants before we uh, we go to break here. You have Beer Kitchen and, and Char Bar. Both are relatively new. Yeah. Um, Beer Kitchen uh, is It's been a very big success. Very big success. Yeah. It's the Eggs a- Benedict in the morning on Sunday. I, I keep seeing that on my I keep seeing that on my Instagram feed. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's one of the biggest surprises for us over the past eight to ten years has been the Beer Kitchen Brunch. The brunch. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, we're really proud of Beer Kitchen. It's a great corner um, to be uh, on the intersection in Westport, Caddy Corner for Kelly's and next door to one of our own places is and then Harry's also is just great. Um, Beer Kitchen's a really neat place that uh, has a, a lot of years ahead of it, I think. And mm-hmm. then Char Bar's our latest endeavor, which um, we tried to create a chef-inspired barbecue restaurant. We wanted to be um, 
honest and authentic and do Kansas City barbecue, but we wanted to do more. We felt like the general public doesn't just want to eat barbecue all the time. Maybe the four of us in this room do. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, so we wanted can't to pro- do that anymore. We man. wanted to provide something that uh, the days that uh, a group of four people want to go out to dinner and somebody's a vegetarian and someone wants to eat gluten free and someone wants to be a carnivore and someone's a carbivore. You know, it's uh, it's complicated, and so Charbar can wear a lot of hats. Well, and you guys took over the old Beaumont Club space, which was a challenge. I mean, that was a massive old building, and right. then what you guys did outside, replacing, you know, what was it, beach volleyball courts back in the day with your guys' outdoor courtyard is really something else. Right. Um, it was a big project, and the the property owner was a great partner in being willing to really do what it took to change that building mm-hmm. um, and turn it into a restaurant-ready space. We're talking to James Westfall, who is a restaurateur in Westport area, owns four restaurants there. And also Kim Kimbrough, who's the executive director at the Westport Regional Business League. Uh, also, Connor Kelly is joining me today as a guest co-host. We'll be back after the break for our last segment today. We're going to get into more issues uh, with Westport and what's happened, the future, and some challenges they face as well. You're listening to Grill Nation on Talk 980 AM and Welcome back to Grill Nation, Talk 980 AM and 980AM.com. Uh, Jason Grill here with guest co-host uh, today, Connor Kelly. How are you, Connor? Thanks for coming back in for another segment. Uh, we're going to continue talking to James Westfall. in Westport. Uh, West, this is an entire Westport show. Thanks, Sir Connor, for setting it up. We have James Westfall, who's the owner of Char Bar, Bear Kitchen, Foundry, and McCoy's uh, in Westport. And we also have Kim Kimbrough, who is the... Executive Director at the Westport Regional Business League. Thanks for coming back, guys. Um, talk to me about some of the, the challenges uh, that Westport uh, faces now and maybe uh, in the past today. I'd suggest our challenges today are really just managing the uh, some of the, the things that are going incredibly well. Um, Westport has, has really prided itself in a long, for a long time of kind of being local, one to the market, kind of different um, – but but and the quality has actually has come up substantially in recent years. But we we there are a lot of national uh, outfits right now. I wouldn't call them chains necessarily, although some are that are are certainly kicking the tires in Westport. And some of them fit, like Insomnia Cookies, for instance, as an example. That's a that's a nice addition. Never been there yet. Uh, well, you try some of those should. Insomnia Cookies. Um, but they're only in entertainment districts, only in first tier cities. There's only 27, I think, of them nationwide. It's it's quite a coup for for Westport. But without calling any names, there's some others that are looking that really don't completely fit the flavor of what Westport mm-hmm. is. I mean, it's a national registered district in terms of the structures that are there. It's got you know, unique local establishments, and its its market is changing. It's not just an entertainment district late at night and a, a place to work during the day now. I mean, the daytime crowd is and the daytime activities are growing, although be it pretty steady but pretty slow. Nighttime is doing really well, thank you very much, and hadn't changed in that regard. There have been some additional establishments. But the real difference is kind of what's happened in that 430 to 930 slot 
And a lot of it's because we've added so many great places to eat. And, yes. it, and it's not just the 20 and 30-somethings. It's the families that, that are coming because we've got great dining options now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's, and multiples. that's the big difference in the past five or seven years. I mean, in addition to James's places, I mean, there's Port Fonda, there's Savah, there's... Uh, Westport Cafe, Blue obviously Stem. Blue I mean, Stem. There's, there's some, there's some phenomenal restaurants in Westport. Down there. there really are. James, do you guys all kind of get along? How's that work? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I know a lot of the owners down there too. I mean, uh, first time meeting you, but um, yeah, I mean, there's all these new high end kind of restaurants going in. Well, we won't talk about the Kellys family, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's it's great. Um, Probably one of the best stories about Westport is the fact that for 20 years, Westport has been locally owned. It's independent property owners that have to work together and have to survive and succeed or fail together. Mm -hmm. And um, 20 years ago, when I came to the neighborhood and we opened McCoy's, um, there was not a lot of organization. There was a neighborhood organization that was volunteer-based. Every dime that was generated to put towards the neighborhood volunteered, donated. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some hard times. I mean, we really had to work together to get through some of the challenges. Um, there were uh, – we went through a horrible period of crime where public perception of Westport deteriorated. Mm-hmm. And um, we had to survive through that together. And um, so it's a, it's a good story that still today – the neighborhood's not owned by one property owner trying to turn it into something that they can then not. sell off a few years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, these are families, uh, generations of families that own the properties and um, own the businesses, which is which is a pretty cool story. Yeah, um, living space down there, or, or is, is that going to be a, happening more? Because a lot of people want to live close to the restaurants and bars they like to go to you know it's interesting just in the last 18 to 20 months all heretofore the core of westport has really only had condominiums there Mm -hmm. are a couple of over the store type of owners home um, residential units but for the most part a couple of condominium projects they are completely full they are every time one of them sells it sells for for more than it sold the time before, which is great, considering what, what we just went through a few years ago and the housing market not completely coming all the way back. Um, but And so much so, and with the, the changes that are happening in Westport, there's just over 600 market rate uh, residential units that are on the drawing board for the core of Westport that we expect to be announced before the end of 2016. Well, that's um, exciting. They built in the next two years. Huge. I love development. I, I, I think it's amazing how many places are being developed kind of in the urban core, new developments for people to live. People want multi or they want mixed use, they want they want the ability to do all those things close to home. And what's even better in cities like Kansas City, and this is this is true downtown as well, and we, we think it's true in Westport, although we can't we haven't done a residential census to quantify that to the extent we should, but um, we believe that somewhere close to 40% of the people that live in those close-in housing where they can walk or ride their bike to work or even take mm-hmm. public transportation when it, where it's available, um, they, they won't have a car or they'll be a, a candidate for some type of rideshare program where, you know, Zipcar, those kinds of things. Um, and, and we think that's happening is in a greater extent in Westport right now. In fact, Westport, other than River Market, we're the, the heaviest used 
bicycle lane area in mm-hmm. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. It's awesome. Um, James, what's been your biggest surprise? Something you didn't expect from um, from owning these places? The thing, probably biggest surprise has been the evolution of what Connor spoke to. Um, Westport started off as a bar district mm-hmm. when I arrived, and it's a dining district now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I ever expected that to happen. I knew that's what we were trying to be. That's what we are good at. But I never thought that we would become, in my opinion, Kansas City's premier dining destination. There are more quality, unique, interesting restaurants in Westport than there is in any other district in the city. When we were talking about it during break, uh, the fact that there's a brunch demand in Westport now at all these great restaurants. I mean, 15 years ago, on a Sunday morning, Westport was vacant. <laughs> there were street cleaning crews from the night before. Nobody was out there. And the fact that it's hard to get into some of these restaurants, you know, Beer Kitchen being one of them at the top of the list for brunch, is simply a business and a time of day where people were not in Westport five or ten years ago. Absolutely. we When we opened McCoy's, we tried to do Sunday brunch. And we tried to do it the best that we could. Big buffet tables. We spent tons of money, lost tons of money, trying to <laughs> establish McCoy's as a brunch destination. Failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Years later, we try it again. We feel like the neighborhood's ready. And we have this concept beer kitchen that we think we can pull this off. And, and we do it. And the next thing you know, we have to start doing brunch at McCoy's because the wait's so long at Beer Kitchen that we have to give people a place to go so they don't leave the neighborhood. Mm. And so, uh, and now, like you said, there's a half a dozen places doing weekend brunch. We do it Saturday and Sunday at, wow. at Beer Kitchen and Char Bar and McCoy's. So it's so been great for you revenue-wise. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you got you got to take some on the chin at the beginning, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kim, real quickly, what are your thoughts on Kansas City? We got about twenty seconds compared to the other places you've been. You know, it's a um, Kansas City is a place that you can feel like you fit in really easily. Um, it's also a place that is uh, is genuine. It's kind of what you see is what you get, and uh, not every place is like that. <laughs> <laughs> well Very put. True. Uh, Kim Kimbro, executive director at Westport Regional Business League. James Westfall, owner of uh, Charbar, Beer Kitchen, Foundry, and McCoy's. Thanks for coming today on Grill Nation Show. Appreciate you joining us and uh, enlightening us with everything going on in Westport. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thank you, Connor. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, setting the show up. Fun show, Jason. Great Thank show. You. We'll see you again soon. You're listening to Talk 980, and we'll see you next week.